Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Has anyone got anything to plug this week? Um, yeah, my book's been nominated for an award. Whoa! Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Um, this week brought to you by Marsha's book, yeah. which has been nominated for an award. What award's that, Marsha? Chortle Award for Books. So Chortle have like a big... Chortle's a comedy website. Never heard like, of it. They're the biggest comedy website in the UK. Mm. Um, and they have awards every year and they have an award for best book. And in it, in the nominations are Limmy's book, Bridget Christie's book, Standard Issue magazine, which they decided to include, which is Sarah Millican's uh, magazine, online magazine that she set up, and my book, me and Deborah Francis White's book, Off the Mic. Wow. Wow, that's really good. Well done. And what's your website? Yeah, if you go to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash off the mic, um, then you can find out about the book and you can vote. Great, you can vote there. So vote, because otherwise, well, let's face it, Limmy's won it, hasn't he? No, what, if Limmy wins... What? No, I don't think if Limmy no, wins, Bridget I'll... Christie will win it. No, well, yeah, but I it's think... based on votes. It's based on votes, so I think Standard Issue magazine will because Sarah Millican has a lot of yeah. uh, followers, and also because there's so many people who write for Standard Issue, and what I feel a like stupid idea to give the general public a vote in these things. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Isn't it stupid? It's like when yeah. me and Jamie were nominated for Best Newcomer Award at the Sony Radio Academy Awards mm-hmm. 2009, and we were up against Kelly Osbourne. Kelly Osbourne. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake. That was one of the proudest moments of my former career. Yeah, when you have us been nominated. Well, it happened once. Welcome to the box set part. So tonight we're going to deal with um, Utopia. We're going to be talking about Utopia in a bit. Marsha's been banging on about it for ages. I have watched episode one. Christian has watched episode one. Jamie has watched none. And Matt has watched how much? None. No! So really, Marsha is going to be... Marsha is the only one to have the full Beyond episode four. It's going to be her job to persuade us to get to the all-important fourth episode of Mm. Utopia. You know, I watched 10 minutes of it. 10 minutes? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) A couple of years ago. so lame. Two years ago. Is it that old? Yeah, it's pretty old, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty old. Oh, I thought this was a new thing. Everyone's going berserk about it. No, it started a couple of years ago. I think it just finished quite recently. I see. Right, that'd be why everyone was going on about it. We've also got your chart and uh, the usual other stuff. Now then, um... Uh, maybe the, today is the day that everyone who's left listening to this podcast loses faith in my taste <laughs> because I've certainly challenged that, but I am clearly in the minority on all of my opinions at the moment. I, I can't help thinking that the world is going mad. Maybe this is something to do with getting old. We'll find out from Christian shortly. And um, <gasps> Zoolander, okay? <laughs> Zoolander 2. Yeah. And also, uh, can I just say, you know, TV, normal terrestrial TV has got this challenge to create event TV at the moment. Yeah. And I have I watched Grease live last week. Did anyone watch this? 
No. Greece live. They did in America. They did a. They did Greece the musical, but live from Burbank Studios. And it was so complex. They rehearsed it for like a year. They had loads of different sound stages. And the actors had to be driven on golf buggies between sets. And and they did the whole musical live. Jesus Christ, what a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was brilliant. And it was a perfect example of what how normal TV can compete with the box set world. Because it was just phenomenal. Like... You forget how good, you know, people who are actors, dancers, singers, those triple threat people who are, are supremely talented. When you see them doing like high octane, um, proper, what's it called? Dance, what's the dance style that Greece is in? You swing. Know, hand jive and all that. Swing, dancing. And the way that they played to the fact that it was live, like um, they used old, sometimes they they would use old cameras that were part of the set, but you would see through the actual old cameras. And it was just so clever and brilliant and um, everything a, music, a cheesy musical should be. It shed, it shed me a tear or two at huh. the end, just partly because you're just going, oh my God, this is so, how have they done it? And what a sense of, a sense of achievement for them. And... Bunk from The Wire was in it as well. What? So, Bunk? Yeah, yeah it's, it's won me over now. Singing and dancing. <laughs> it was still oh, Grease the Musical. Um, but um, so, yeah, so there we go. My taste uh, in question already. And then, then I um, decided that I would go and watch Zoolander 2. Despite the fact that universally oh, it stinking. has been absolutely Panned. Has question, it... quick question. What yep. did you think of Zoolander 1? Are you a fan? Well, when Zoolander 1 came along, um, has anyone else watched Zoolander 2, by the way? No, no. but I love Zoolander 1. It's one right. of my favorites. I liked Zoolander 1. I think we struggled with Zoolander 1, or the world did, because it was the first time that Ben Stiller didn't play us. He didn't play the protagonist that was kind of surrounded by ludicrous characters. He, he was the one who was ludicrous and so stupid and all of that that I think I struggled with it the first time. And then I watched it again a couple of weeks ago, Zoolander 1, and just went, oh, this is so good. It's clearly so good. And then the reviews came out for Zoolander 2. I will read some random... 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. 22%. Right? Some people find Eric Zoolander funny and likeable and endearingly dumb. I don't. I find him grating. Zoolander 2 sweats its silly ass off to please. The results are scattershot. Um... Cramp it. It's just endless. Like if you st- if you uh, go through the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, it is endless green tomatoes and very few red. And imagine how happy I was after two days of looking through these reviews when I saw that the two reviews that gave it three stars, so still not five, <laughs> were Helen O'Hara and Ollie Richards, who both have been on this <laughs> podcast talking about films. Now, I went to watch it, bearing in mind that you know I thought. I was prepared for the worst, and um, when we came out, I felt so moved to record something for this podcast that I did. This is how I'll report for the box set pod. I'm here with my wife, Sarah, and we're just walking out of Zoolander 2. And I want to start by saying, Rotten Tomatoes, it, what are we going to do about the reviews of comedies? Because it's got stinking reviews from both users and critics. And it was absolutely fucking hilarious. What did you think, wife? Um, that we're in the cinema and there's lots of people around and I'm quite shy. I don't want to speak into your thing. Come on, come on. What did you think? Did you enjoy it? 
I think if you like the first one, you'll like the second exactly. one. Exactly. Like, if you watched the first one a week ago, and then you watch this, it's exact, It's a perfect follow-on from the first one. The first one jumped around and made no sense. That was part of the, part of the point. It's a fickle world. It's a fickle plot, fickle characters. It, and, and they, Christian Wig is really good. I really like her. Kristen Wiig's good. Everybody's good. Will Ferrell's good. Everyone takes it really seriously. They take their, they set up their world and then they take it seriously. And what is wrong with people? What is wrong with critics who can watch this stuff and not see that every joke, every line has been thought about, has been worked on? Like there's been some real pride taken over the making of this thing. And okay, so it's harder to make people laugh. Um, so it's more subjective comedy, perhaps. But but what the hell did they expect? No, you don't. You don't laugh all the way through it, but you didn't laugh all the way through the first one either. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yes, I, I did. It's laugh not amazing. It. It's not amazing. I think it's it good is. fun. It's good fun. I think it's it's uh, brilliant for exactly what it is. It's. Uh, I'm amazed that people thought thought that stuff up. For example, at one point, Owen Wilson becomes. Um, travels by crouching in a position on the top of a helicopter blade, right? Now, okay, so a critic can watch that and go, yeah, whatever. But someone thought that up. It's yeah. hard to think yeah. that shit up. It's silly comedy waiting, and it's difficult. have been waiting over a decade for it, so the expectations are high. It's always hard to live up to that, isn't it? Did they even enjoy the first one? Because I, I don't know. It's like, well, the first one wasn't the first one a massive flop, but, uh, yeah. but then it, it got cult reviews afterwards. People found it. It didn't make very much money at the box office. Well, I hope that exactly the same thing happens here because I feel sorry for the very, very rich people who star in this film and who made it. No, because this, is, this is the opposite, that everyone's expecting it to be brilliant and it's going to make a fortune, but it's not going to be as well liked because people didn't find it themselves. But the cinema was empty. It was a Saturday night. There was about five people in We there. went at six o'clock. Yeah, we did, but still, <laughs> still, I think it's going to flop big time and it deserves a third. There should be a third. This is disgraceful. Anyway, brilliant Zoolander. That's what I think of Zoolander. Now, the, thing about, the thing about Zoolander, I think, is it's one of those films, uh, a bit like the Brady Bunch movie, and like certain TV shows as well, where if you don't find it funny, you're never going to find it funny. And if mm. you find it funny, the more times you watch it, the funnier you'll find it. Yeah. And yeah. I think you're right. I think the first one did flop. And so then I feel like it's sort of the, the legend of it, of Magnum and Blue Steel has lived on, and that's why. But actually, I'm sure it's sure all those people who panned it would have panned the first one too. I genuinely, you know, the night after we watched Magic Mike Extra Extra Large, which we've <laughs> never watched, and I thoroughly enjoyed Magic Mike, the first one, because it had a certain, a certain reality whilst also being knowingly gratuitous, you know. And... Um, and this is one of the worst films I've ever seen, Magic Mike X Extra Large. And if you look up the reviews of that on Rotten Tomatoes... They loved it! They fucking loved it. And it's so <laughs> boring. Like, so boring. It's two hours, and it's, it's just boring as hell. And it again, it just makes me go, what is going on with these groups of critics when they sit in these screening trailers? Tra- um, these screening... Uh, testers and they sit with their notepad and stuff. They you know what be... it is, Hal? Yes, Christian. It's all it's those it's those down in London. That's who it is. It is, you know. <laughs> it's all those ones down in London. <laughs> I actually think that there is some truth of that. That if you get a group of critics together with a pe- pen and pad, but how can you lack the imagination? The first scene of Zoolander 
is Justin Bieber. I'm not giving anything away. It happens immediately. It's the first scene. They've talked about it on Jimmy Fallon and all sorts. Justin Bieber is in a high-speed chase. He's running and he's being chased by three motorbikes in the streets of Rome at night. And it's, it's worthy of... Like, this film is so well-made, it's worthy of Born Identity or something. He's running through the streets. It's high oh, action. Jesus, stuff. I was lost the plot it's already. It's true. It's true. It's so, ben Stiller has directed this thing and it's slick as anything. It's brilliant. And Justin Bieber gets gunned down, right, with a machine gun as he's banging on Sting's door asking him for oh, help. Oh, I like this already. I like okay. this. So he's banging on Sting's door going, Sting, Sting, it's Bieber, let me in. He gets machine gunned to death and he, with his last breath, he reaches into his pocket, gets his phone and takes a selfie of him doing blue steel, the face. And that's the setup of the film. It's like, why are celebrities being killed and pulling the Zoolander face? And it's, it is genuinely brilliant. I, I loved it because I'm trying to write a comedy at the moment with someone and I know what it's like to pour over every line and to try and make it funny. And they have put so much love and attention into this film that I genuinely think Ben Stiller must be just suicidal. Just go, or just at least wringing his hands and going, how can so many critics and just not get it? Are you now going to go and put a load of people doing silly faces into your script? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, and get a bunch of celebrities all doing the same silly face and put it in your script. That that's good. And d- d- so, did you like Zoolander, Matt? I've never seen it, but I'm right, not shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the voice of the London critics that we can hear. Listen to these practical Londoners. They're like, what? If it if the tube's five minutes late, this is a disgrace. If can I tell you my favourite thing about face, your little sound clip there? Yeah, go on, go on. It was, um, what do you think, wife? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, wife? <laughs> what do you think, wife? You sound like a character in a fairy tale. <laughs> um, I, think I'd, I think I'd agree with you about the critics, because I do it on the whole thing that they get, they, they, they get it wrong when it comes to comedy, but I think the problem is that the audience is giving it a bad review as well, like mm. not just the, which makes me think, well, a You're lot just of wrong people hell. can't be, <laughs> everybody can't be wrong, you know. It, well, we that, do that, a lot of films, critics get it wrong and, you know, they'll rate something really low and the audience will love it, but, you know, it's not getting great reviews. Again, I, all I ask is that you watch the first one and then you go and watch this and tell me that it's not better, if not at least the same quality as the first one. It, okay. It's the same world. It's just perfectly follows on, and yeah, all right, some gags miss and stuff, but but that's true of all comedy. That's true of all Will Ferrell's comedies, and you know, mm. some gags don't quite hit, but you, but even just the idea of the gag is is funny in itself. Mm. Like I'm sat there at least chuckling, and and it's better than nine out of ten films that I go and watch at the cinema. You know, I I've uh, I, I've been thinking about a theory recently that of the last year, I think. Female comedies have been the, my favourite comedies of the round of the last year. There's been Trainwreck, Amy Schumer comedy. I thought yeah, that was brilliant. Right, mm-hmm. Sisters with Tina Fey. Yeah, and, um, was, I enjoyed Oprah. that. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I really like the Pitch Perfect film. I think, uh, oh, what's so her name? Um, amazing. Oh, what's the Anna, fat girl? Anna name? Kendrick. Oh, oh, no, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Did you see her at the BAFTAs? She was so funny at the BAFTAs. She wrote this speech. She's got a YouTube. It. She's so, and she's brilliant in the Pitch Perfect. I think like female comedies at the moment have never been better. And I think oh, they're fantastic. doing better than men at the moment. But 
the uh, the comedy game. Even with their vaginas getting in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, despite falling over their boobs and their high heels. (laughs) I just wish we lived in a world where we didn't have to say female comedies and we just said... (laughs) Comedy. Comedies. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Mm. And while we're on sexism, this is the first chance we've had to hold Christian Talbot to task. Christian. <gasps> oh, my <God. laughs> oh, my God. What did you what? do to Chelsea What did Gretti? you do? Oh, Christian was talking about um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine a couple of weeks ago. And he, <laughs> and he said, to quote, I really like the one lady who is the older lady in the office who wears a cardigan and <laughs> hangs up. And it's, and it's Chelsea Peretti, uh, who is probably the youngest in the cast. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, she looks she looks old. It's just the character that she plays. She's basically the ugliest what, member of the cast. And you had the old lady in the cardigan. <laughs> the old, I, said, oh, I said older, I'm pretty sure. I didn't say the old lady. Mm, we'll That's check that. terrible. She's the uh, funniest. Yeah, she is the funniest. Yeah. I would say she's the most attractive in the cast. Yes, I know you would. Cause you, uh, Santiago's the most attractive. So, yeah, she is. Santiago's <laughs> gorgeous. She's boring. Mm, she, oh, I don't know. She smokes. Have you, have you guys held on to this until I came back to the podcast? Have you guys? Oh, I, I could not wait. We mentioned it last week. We ridiculed you on last week's podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Which is good. Yeah, indication. we tore you to pieces on last week's one. We yeah. said some terrible things about you. Absolutely awful. It's very important that you Jesus, keep. Jesus, I haven't the had time to listen. I'm going to have to listen to it now. I know there's probably a slander suit in there somewhere. So anyway, there we go. So I urge you all to go and watch Zoolander 2 with an open heart and an open mind. Um, and I, I I agree with you, Jamie. This is why I was so destroyed. was like uh, it's, it's general human beings that have been giving it this bad review as well as critics. And, yeah, very upsetting. Anyway, let's get on to Utopia after we check in with uh, this week's chart this week and uh, Ben can't be with us tonight but he has sent the chart um, These, this is the mm-hmm. top 10 box sets from uh, both legal and illegal downloads around the world so depending on which co- uh, country you're in uh, have you got the chart there Jamie? yep indeed okay what have we got? A number 10 good wife going strong going strong yeah, like later series is a bit naff. Mm. Uh, number nine, Endeavor, the uh, Inspector Morse prequel. Ooh. And number eight, Better Call Saul, which is out <sighs> on the day we record this. The first episode yes. on, is on Netflix tonight. I, sh- I should be watching it right now. Yeah. That's exciting. And number seven, Outlander. This is big in the States. One of us should probably watch it, really. <laughs> Marsha can watch it because she's nearest the States. Okay. What's it about? I don't, don't, um... I don't know. Someone <laughs> who's out know. on land. Isn't yeah. that the one about time travel or something? Yeah, something like that. Ben mentioned yeah. it last week's. Uh... I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. Next. Yeah, at number six, Big Bang Theory. At number five, X-Files. Uh, ben says he's still on season 23. He hasn't seen the new ones yet. Uh, that, uh, what's that? Has anybody seen the new ones? Yeah, uh, you have. You sl- slagged it off, didn't you? Oh, my God, is it dra- it's so dreadful. <laughs> I've still kept watching it. Just out, of, just out of badness, I've just kept watching it because it's so bad. And just, you know, just to annoy everybody else in the room. <laughs> oh, dear. And number four, War and Peace. And he says, yawn. Um, 
Yeah, I've not watched War and Peace, but it's getting uh, it's getting quite high ratings. It's getting like eight, ten, eight to ten million people watching. I wouldn't, yet. I wouldn't pay any attention to the fucking critics. So carry on. There you go. <laughs> Walking Dead. Walking Dead's at number three. It's back. It's broadcast in the US Sunday nights on AMC. And it's available to buy and broadcast internationally the next day. I'm gonna watch it tonight. And number two, Happy Valley. Uh, it's uh, big in the UK. And uh, Ben says he actually enjoyed the first episode. So there what you the go. hell is Happy Valley? No, Ben hated it. No, ben... he says he, he enjoyed it. He's watched oh. the first episode and he enjoyed it. Oh, I thought he hated it. Happy Valley's the one set in the north with Sarah Lancaster playing a policewoman. Oh, it's grim up north. Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't like that. He talked about that last week. Yeah, he week. slagged it off last week. But he's yeah, re- well, I, 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 clearly he hadn't watched it when he slagged it off. And actually, <laughs> ah, he's tried gotcha. it and he's gone, oh, it's quite good. And number one, it's Downton Abbey. Uh, every single sales chart's getting 10 million viewers in the US because it's the final season. One wow. more uh, One more statement slash point slash question. Um, Big Bang Theory was in there. I watched it the other night, and I know I'm probably late to the party here, Christian, but it occurred to mm-hmm. me, um, having watched Zoolander... I, I've been trying to analyse what the hell went wrong. Big Bang Theory and a lot of the comedies we have today, all of the jokes are sarcasm. Pretty much every joke. And when it's not sarcasm, it really stands out and it's especially funny on the the Big Bang Theory. But we, we really do rely on sarcasm on somebody going, yeah, well, you would say that, like the time you fell down the stairs and kissed your dad. You know, it's kind of always sarcasm and uh, Zoolander and silly things stand out so much and when you watch Python again it stands out so much because there seems to be so little surreal and brave stuff and I wonder especially when you look at that top 10 at the things that people are watching so many boring fucking things it's almost like it's the 50s again and we're in this rut of conservative television and comedy here's the thing you can do right Uh, on, on Facebook a couple of weeks ago somebody had posted up a clip, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, a clip of uh, the Big Bang Theory. And it was like a, a, a three-minute clip. And they had taken out all of the uh, the audience reactions. So there was no laugh <laughs> and there was no applause or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to it, if you, if, you, if you just listen to it without that, it's appalling. It's I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's no jokes. Mm. It's just really, really sad. But mm. uh, conversely, if you listen to, if you watch something like uh, Modern Family, mm. I'm not. I was, I was, I wasn't a really big fan. No, of Modern. I love Modern Family. I started watching yeah. it at the house. My, my daughter watches it, and um, is a big fan. So I started watching it again, and I thought, I'm not going to like this. But Modern Family doesn't have a laugh track, and it's mm. actually really very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't need a laugh track on it, and you can, and it exposes whether the writing is any, whether the you know the writing is any good or not. Well, Brooklyn Nine Nine is the, is the same, I think, and that's why you need to stick with it. Did you get any further with Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, I haven't. I haven't had a chance. I've been away, so I, I must. I, I haven't had a chance, but I, I, I will do. I'm going to give it more of a chance. Yeah, I, I can't agree. watch comedies with a laugh track now. I really? can't. Do it. Really? Yeah, I really can't. I can't stand it. Well, Frasier still stands up, though. Oh, well, no, yeah, but anything yeah. from vintage comedy, yeah, that, that Cheers, Frasier, uh, Dad's Army, whatever, kind of thing, Blackadder, those are all fine. Mm. But mm. anything that's been made after about, I guess, 2000, yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't but, do it. But I think sometimes with a laugh track, like the IT crowd is one of my favourite TV shows, and sometimes with the laugh track, the pleasure is like, what like listening to the audience 
get the joke or or when there's something coming. I feel like the IT Cloud is one of these shows where often there's a joke happening and you know exactly what's coming, but you still take pleasure in it when it happens. And so hearing that kind of audience, like the build-up of the laugh and then the explosion mm. when it comes. Well, I think I they paste in. I've got a feeling they beef up the laughs and paste stuff in. And I think that's the difference between 2000 or whatever arbitrary mm. barrier Matt has made up in his head there. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think that there is a... Just pulled um, it out of thin air. Yeah. I didn't mean. You know, I didn't act like it was researched. <laughs> There's a genuine. I don't think they do beef them up. Well, I mean, I no, I think they do. They I think it's pretty do. well known that they do, Marsha. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Whereas they don't with the they, they don't with the IT crowd. The IT no. crowd, and Graham Lanahan has always said this: is that mm-hmm. the, the laugh track that you hear on that is 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 the is the actual audience. Yeah. 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 And, and it's it's right. that thing I think as well of the warm up act of in those big American shows they need a laugh every six seconds. You know they have these rules mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it, they they whip the audience up into such a frenzy beforehand whereas with mm. Frasier and with the IT crowd and stuff you get a sense of a different nuance in, in the different laugh sure. depending on yeah. the jokes yeah, yeah. but I think that's also the thing is just and actually I, I saw this in one of the extras on the IT crowd because, uh, and um, and I think it's that it's so exciting when you're there like when you're watching it's like when you watch something in the cinema you're mm. more likely to mm. laugh louder than you are if you're like alone on your couch yeah. and then particularly if you're watching something live mm. You you are in this kind of heightened state yeah, yeah. Um, of excitement, and so you're more likely to laugh louder at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that is true. And but they certainly like, yeah, they certainly put a big business into um, whipping the audience up. I think and yeah. making sure that it's which I presume they didn't do in the in Cheers and stuff. It was kind of. Everyone was oh, no, I think pissed. they did. <laughs> I think they just gave them booze. Um, Does anyone like The Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I mean, I, I can watch it. I can watch it. And sometimes a joke happens and it's truly brilliant. You know, I think you've got some of the best writers on there. But yeah. there's just so many gags that a lot of it relies on on sarcasm. I wouldn't choose to sit and watch it if that's what you're asking, Matt. No, okay. But if it's on, I can laugh at it. Yeah, it was a lot better. I think it's. I think the quality of it has. It's kind of jumped the shark. I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, Utopia or Jamie? <gasps> do you want to do some news? News. Jamie, I can, I, I can do news. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Did you fall asleep? You're making your. No, 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 no. I was just. Uh, I was just checking something with uh, with tea tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. Gotta <laughs> be about the tea. Um, uh, let me just say this as well. I want to slag off teaser trailers for a second because um, the latest Game of Thrones teaser trailer is out. I'm like, it does nothing. It tells you nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sick of. I like, I like trailers. Like, I like seeing a trailer or something. What a teaser! Like a 30 to a, a minute long trailer that is just. It just gives you absolutely nothing. It just. It just tries to. Play yeah, with conversely, at the cinema at the moment, there's a lot of movie trailers that tell you the uh, whole film. The whole film. Mm. You see every beat of the film they've put in. Uh, in this kind of... Well, this is aimed at women who are going to enjoy this romantic comedy and they need to know that it is the exact same romantic comedy plot that they've seen in Jerry Maguire and everything else and therefore we'll show them everything and they'll come and they'll sit down like they watch fucking Magic Mike and they'll feast on it, you know. So the other end of the scale is stupid as well. Mm, Yeah, I see your point. Uh, (laughs) To the news now, uh, Dr. Dre is to star in the first TV drama from Apple Studios. It's been announced. It's called Vital Signs. It's a six-part drama 
Dr. Dre starring in it. It's going to be about a character who's, uh, who's suffering from different emotional experiences. And I don't know, it's quite, it's quite weird at the moment. Every episode is going to be a different emotional experience, apparently. And I'm imagining it's going to have a pretty good soundtrack with Dr. Dre involved, plus Sam Rockwell's involved, and he's a brilliant actor. Oh. Hang on, um, Do- is Dr. Dre in the show? He's in it and he's producing it. Wow. Do we know how good an actor Dr. Dre is? Have you seen the film Training Day? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in that. He gets punched by Ethan Hawke. He's one of the. Is he in it for about 30 seconds? He's, yeah, yeah. About, well, maybe about five minutes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's not that great in it. He plays a hard man and he's all right at that. But by the not, way, not- uh, white people, did anyone watch Straight Out of Compton? Oh, my God. One of the films of the year, that. Amazing that- film. Can I can uh, I say something? Do you think when when they were signing the deal, you know, Apple were buying Beats or whatever, did that, and it was like, yeah, there's one condition: I want my own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. In other news, Daniel Craig's been reported to officially be quitting as James Bond. Mm. Which, if you watch the latest James Bond, you can kind of understand why he's. It feels like he's quitting in the film. Like I felt like he was quitting, and not like he was bad. Well, like it feels mm. like a quit film. Um, and the rumour is he's taking a new role in a TV drama called Purity. It's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's looking quite good. It's about a young woman raised in unusual circumstances in Northern Carolina. But basically, there's a couple of big companies bidding for it. Showtime, FX, Netflix want it. And the bookies have slashed odds on James Norton from War and Peace. If you don't know who he is, Google him now. He might be the new Bond. Wow, so James wow. Norton from War and Peace. Not uh, Tom Lassie. Hardy? No, apparently not. Oh, thank no. God for that. Bloody Tom Hardy. Oh, God, how a mess. Oh, Matt, I knew you'd like him. You, you need to watch Mad actor. Max, Howell. You need to watch Mad Max. Oh, you know what? I watched, I watched Mad Max on Saturday, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> oh, you know what you needed to watch it in a cinema because it's yeah, I, I completely agree I same completely with Magic agree. Mike XXL <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, lastly on the website boxsetpod.com slash news is Will Arnett's new TV comedy trailer for Netflix it looks quite good he plays a self-help guru he's a bit of an arsehole apparently isn't he? but it looks really uh, interesting and I like Will Arnett so okay thank you Jamie for that wonderful news now let's get on to Batman that was my impression of um, yeah we got Bane, Bane. <laughs> yeah it was, it was, Utopia I watched it the first episode Last night, Marsh has been banging on about it for ages. Um, <sighs> Christian, mm-hmm. let's let's ask you to do the synopsis before you and me tell Marsha what we what we thought of it. What is the what is the setup? The setup is that there's um, it starts off with a scene in a comic shop, and uh, um, these two guys walk in and. Uh, Start asking where a uh, where a person is. Uh, asking the, the 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 guy who runs the comic shop uh, where is I can't remember the name now. Jessica uh, Hyde. Jessica Hyde. Jessica Hyde. Where is Jessica Hyde? And the guy doesn't know, and they just end up like uh, gassing everybody. Um, I'm giving this away. Actually, sorry, gassing everybody in the uh, in the comic shop. First scene. Sorry. First scene. And. Uh, 
So there's one. I'm trying to remember now. Is it's there a one? really hard um, pilot to describe. Plot. It is. It is kind of. There's 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 one kid left. There's a kid left. Um, is that was he in the comic shop? The kid. No, um, they killed the kid no. as well. Don't no. Um, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. God, it is hard to describe. I'm okay. gonna, I, I'm just going <laughs> to leave the room for two minutes because I need to grab a charger for my laptop. But I okay. think that will give you long enough to figure out what Utopia is about. <laughs> okay, there's um, there's another guy working for um, the uh, Department of Health. I think a politician guy, and he's being blackmailed um, into uh, getting uh, another minister to sign off on drugs uh, for you know to be bought in. Um, what else? Um, yes, well, is, I, <laughs> can I, I prompt I, you? It's really difficult, you know. It is. Up. What do they all have in common? A lot of the people in the show. Um, they. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. And they're all on a, on a. They're all part of like a, a forum, an online forum for a for a comic book. Comic book nerds. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A graphic novel. <laughs> graphic novel. Graphic novel. For this one graphic novel, it is very difficult. I I, I did watch this. Like I. Well, I only- <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. I watched the first forty minutes of it, and then I had to switch it off because I got because I was like I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I only watched the last twenty minutes what? of like literally before I came, came, went to do this podcast. I'm back. I'll, so so you you got as far as the torture, did you? I got as far. Oh, we've discussed this. Haven't we? we have talked yeah. to you about this before. Yeah. yeah, I got as far as the torture, and then I had to switch it off because my stomach was in knots. I, I found that really disturbing. Let me read the synopsis of Utopia on IMDb. Cause, uh, yeah. oh, does this mean I can cut all of Christian's bit out and just cut to you? <laughs> yeah, probably. No, I'd <laughs> keep that in. It was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, after a group of people who meet online discover a bizarre graphic novel which seems to hold mysterious answers, they find themselves being tracked down by a merciless organisation known merely as The Network. Well, we don't even know that much, to be honest. In- Mine was better than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, can I can I just ask? Would it be spoilerific to talk about this torture scene? Because I'm just curious as to why it's so. Um, well, it's just blood torture. Curdling. It's just torture, and it's to do. With it's the- not any specific one thing. Yes, it's, it's specifically to do with the eyes. Oh, yep. that's not good. Mm. Can I can I say in defence of this, I why are you defending you know, it? We haven't even said anything critical. Well, no, of it no, yet. no, because I feel like if someone's listening, they're like, "Ooh, bit tortury." It's not like the whole show is not like Saw or Hostel or one of those. There are some like it's a pretty it's a pretty intense scene, but. Christy's being a like... massive wuss. No, no, no! It's really intense. <laughs> I had to look away. I couldn't look at the screen, but. It's it's particularly as the show goes on that kind of those and it's not like all about that but these kind of scenes are actually integral to the plot and kind of integral to how you feel about the people who are inflicting them because I feel like the fact that someone is willing to do that says an awful lot about both what kind of people they are and how much they care about what I love when Marsh is on from uh, Toronto because she feels like she has to justify things, (laughs) you know, in a a kind of uh, lefty, 
um, communist way, she wants to. She wants to make sure that people know that something isn't just gratuitous. No, but also particularly with this, Mm. because I I genuinely think it's the best TV show I've ever seen in my entire life. Look, no matter how much you defend it, Marsha, a torture scene is in there because it makes bloody great TV. Because it's torture. Yeah, but it does make sense to the. Of I feel like it in, makes no, but sense I feel like, to the no, plot. No, but I feel like in a way that with a Game of Thrones, they often have stuff that's yeah. tortured. <laughs> Not because it's, like, integral to the well, plot, but because no, it's like... Oh, no, because it's shocking. I, I completely agree with yeah, you, Marsha. Yeah. There's something yeah. different with this. It's because, And it's even at the start, in the first scene of the... Of the show, mm. uh, where they're where they not where they kill everybody in the room. It's mm. it's this callous coldness of it as well. Yeah, this, yeah. This kind of just that. Oh yeah, just uh, that. That's what gets to that. What that's what affected me most. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I won't be carrying on watching it. <laughs> <gasps> no. Hell, tell me more. Tell me more. Number one, I have to pay for it. Oh. Uh, Why? Because I pay for my entertainment. But it's on. It's on channel four. It's on. Yeah. A, it's on channel sure? four. It's not on on demand anymore. It's gone. Yes, it is. I've just watched it. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I searched Wait. on demand and I couldn't. It wasn't there. It's. It, I've just. I've literally just watched the last twenty minutes of the before Maybe, I came. Could here. this be an Irish thing? An Irish no. uh, license or something? No, because he's in no. Belfast. That's in, in the Belfast. UK. Oh, my God! You? Seriously, look. Do you do you know do you know what the UK is? I thought <laughs> no. I thought you were out on the. I thought you were where you did your pilot for. I mean, your um, Game of Thrones thing. I thought you were like out on the coast, weaving baskets and things. Or can I just say I'm looking at the all yeah, four app yeah. now, and I can see all of series one of Utopia. Get the fuck in the sea, Matt, or whatever. I, it is. I can even download it. Yeah. And watch did it you, later. Fucking. What did yep. you check? In, did you check on your TV? Yeah. On the, on the TV? sky. Ah, right. That's yeah. different. I've noticed this with things. On you do it on on TV. You can sometimes not find stuff that's online. Mm. Like yeah. online, you've got to check things. Yeah. Oh, Sky make you think that they've got it all. Evil Rupert Murdoch, eh, Marsh? Evil. Knew you'd like that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck the police. Fuck Sorry, the sky. Fuck the Honestly, sky. You run a podcast about box sets and you don't know how to find a box set. <laughs> I just thought that it was all on there. Um, I feel quite superior right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, why does why do I not like it? Okay, I don't yeah, like it because <sighs> British actors annoy me. Ooh. Oh. Um, do you mean they annoy you in British TV shows? Because you probably no. watch quite a lot of British no, actors in Matt, the American shows. Matt, are you a are you a British actor, Matt? Absolutely not. Yes, you are. <laughs> Point proven. Right. But they're so good in Utopia. Mm. The acting is so good. Um, you know, like I've been watching uh, bits of Louis, and I've been watching Master of None recently, mm. and you know, there's this ownership that people have when they're performing something that they've written and I've Mm. really grown to love it and I think uh, maybe the American accent does do a big thing Mm -hmm. for it because Andrew Lincoln I really enjoy in Walking Dead and stuff Um, and uh, we've discussed Idris Elba we've discussed it before but Idris Elba as well and 
Um, I, I think you're right, Hal, because I, I think there is a tone mm. and a style within British television that actors adopt, which I find annoying as well. And I remember thinking that when I did watch a little bit of Utopia, that yeah, 10 minutes yeah. that I watched. That's why I didn't carry on watching. Yeah, it reminds me of, if anyone remembers from primary school, there were these things like <laughs> pr- Friday films. Friday film called. special. Yeah, um, with very sort of sincere <laughs> acting. It's and, not like that. It's so I good. I think that's think just, that's that, your film. Um, that, have you ever seen um, Orphan Black? Yes, thank you. This is what that show oh, felt, felt like. I hundred percent. That I was trying to remember the name of it, and um, I even wrote down what British boxer was it that I, Sarah kind of wanted to carry on, and I was like, oh, I can't be asked. And do you know what I think it is? Uh, this is me, the director, speaking now. I think that um, a lot of British stuff is less funded than American stuff. There is less money involved. Mm-hmm. And I think, I wonder whether part of that is the attention given to the delivery of the script, the delivery of the lines, the rehearsal of the lines, the ownership of the parts and the characters. And um, But how can you say this when you've only watched one episode? Because, because, yeah. because I'm a director and it because it genuinely <laughs> screeches to me. When someone delivers a line and I recognise that that line is it's just delivered in the wrong way. The the stress is in the wrong place on yeah. the line. It really fucks me off and it takes me out of it. Whereas mm. in those big American things where they probably have had five days to do the same scene, mm. um, it, th- there seems much more gravity. So yes, it's a very personal thing. This is like, um, you know, let's say that Jamie was an expert chef uh, and he's tasting food. It, I'm aware that I'm possibly being a bit of a snob, so mm-hmm. it might be a personal thing. But, but I would like—I would like to know what Christian thinks of it. All right. Oh, um, I. Uh, the torture scene aside. The torture scene aside, um, I thought. I don't know. There was. I. I. I have to agree with Hal about the acting. I. I don't think that. I don't think the. The acting is great in it. Um. I. I. I think it's all just a little bit stilted. Oh. Um. But I saw enough to make me want to watch the the next few episodes to see where it goes. Sure. Else, it might be Christian. It might not be my thing about directing and stuff. It, it might actually just be that this is such a heightened thing, Marsh. It's a conspiracy theory thing. I pretty much hate anything that's conspiracy theory because most conspiracy theories are bullshit. Usually, but, so do I. Um, but <laughs> but they they also um, it doesn't suit the British personality. So being like, I think someone's coming. I think someone's coming to get us. I read this thing online, and somebody said that there's this world that controls us, that's above our world, that's a different world, and you don't understand it yet. There's something about American personality that that suits because America's so ridiculous. And um, we don't. We would more. We would be more likely to sit there and go. Some pillock wrote something online that there's this world yeah. that controls us. Should we kill him? <laughs> But listen, this is why this is why I'm desperate for you to continue because uh, I think I agree with you. And and generally, when I tell people about Utopia, I don't say it's about conspiracy theory because that's what that's what my friend said to me before I watched it, and I was like, oh, bore me later. Like I don't want to watch something about conspiracy theory. And I think I probably felt the same as you in the first episode of being like, oh, whatever. All these people suspicious. I wouldn't be like that. But once it starts going on, and the plot is so oh god, it's so well done. There's something in almost every single episode that makes you 
you go, what? Like that you're totally not expecting to happen. And the way that it works in with the conspiracy theory stuff is you just, you're just, you're very convinced both by what is happening and by people's responses to it. And I think maybe with the actors, you need to get to know them a little bit better. Maybe that's it because it's one of those oh, things yeah. that you end up loving them. And I've done that before with TV shows. I remember the first time I saw 30 Rock or The American Office and being with friends who were dying laughing at things that were being said. And I was like, this just isn't that good. And then when I fell in love with the characters and got to know them, I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. And the comic timing is brilliant and the yeah. acting is so we've, brilliant. We've said many times and I agree and it's a pilot as well and I'm probably being yeah. too harsh on them for the what are their first scenes really. But did you not also, hang on, wait, I don't know, but what does Christian think? Because I want to ask you, like, specific questions, but what does Christian um, think about it? I also, uh, answer me one thing, because I've been hurt before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with, when you were saying about, um, you know, uh, there's something fantastic happens in each episode, and you go, what? And that's <laughs> happened with me a lot, like, with Lost now, oh God, no! It's not like no, lost. No, no. It's not. It does remind it's, me of lost already. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? I'm not not finished yet. Right. What the problem with lost is, of course, because I I lost a huge amount of my life to that, and then I I'm, st- I'm scarred from what from the ending of lost. I feel is, pain, Christian. Tell me, tell me now. Utopia was cancelled. Mm. Was there ever? Was there an ending? Yeah, so here's the thing that's brilliant about Utopia. First of all, if there's things that are unexpected, it's not like Lost where they're just like, oh, let's just throw in a... Like, they're not just throwing things in for the sake. It's stuff that totally works and that makes you kind of go, oh, that makes so much sense! Um, And then the other thing is it was cancelled after two series and you can see how they could have made a fucking brilliant third series, but they wrap up everything tidily enough. Like, one of the other shows that I loved was The Hour, which got cancelled after two series. And it, the hour is so good that I still recommend it to people. But it leaves you on a total heartbreak. Like, it leaves you on a total cliffhanger that you're never going to find out what happens. Okay. And Utopia, I feel like, in all the, the loose ends that you need to be tied up, get tied yeah. up. You just see how they could have done something amazing with Can it. Find... Okay, well, I'm sold. I'm going to watch it then. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, Amazing. Christian, you can then tell me where it's going because it, it, it's not that I don't want to believe Marsha, and you've almost mm-hmm. convinced me. It's just that you seem to be a big fan of a lot of shows that have been cancelled. <laughs> um, no, but, but often <laughs> and, and yet haven't watched that, Mad Men and The West. But I'm fans of shows often that have been cancelled because they're very expensive. Like The Hour was was a period drama. Oh God, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Hour was terrible. Awful. <laughs> oh. Wasn't the hour the one that oh, was terrible. trying to um, emulate Mad Men, but in Britain? It was. It was set in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had that oozer about boring. it. Boring. The characters were boring. It, oh God! Really? This, again, Marsha. It's like it's understandable that you enjoyed it, but it was the BBC <laughs> watched Mad Men and went, "Shit, we need something like that." Yeah, maybe they, they did, but I thought it was. But then it turned into a crap. fucking crap spy thriller. It was. Oh yeah, awful. yeah. The second, seri- the second series was not so good, but the first series I thought was just perfection. Didn't I watch mean, the second series. It's so difficult to know, Jamie. We've got like Matt who hates everything and Marsha who loves everything. It's so difficult to know which one to attach yourself to. I don't hate everything. Jamie, do you feel like you're going to sway one way or the other on this? Are you going to watch Utopia? I feel a bit sorry for Marsha here. She's fighting a a bit of a tough battle, um, to be honest. But I, I feel your enthusiasm has won me round to give one episode or maybe even two episodes possibly even four episodes ago 
Yay! Uh, <laughs> but I, I have you... to say, Go your on. judgment sometimes worries me. That's my only. <laughs> can I tell you the biggest compliment I can give you on Utopia mm-hmm. is that I'm envious of you all for not having watched it because I wish that I could wipe my brain and go back and watch it again for the first time. Mm, that is a big compliment. Oh, that's like West Wing oh. with me. Yeah, yeah. It's like Marcia, Star Wars for me. How are you doing with West Wing? I watched it the other. It was. It's on TV a lot uh, during the day. I'm more four at the moment, and I just. I think of you. Every oh, I time. wish I could watch it during the day. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have a life, and um, I just desperately wish that you carry on with it and persevere because it gets. I'm still. I'm still where I was. Where it's just. I see that it's brilliant, but for me, when I'm watching no, telly by no, myself, no, it's my no, super relaxo no. time. No. And so no, I. And no. I find it. We and because I'm too on ADD, this. but it's too challenging for my ADD. No, because I've got to, I've got to stay. to this. Because she has to get up and pee every 30 oh, seconds. <laughs> get a fucking tray or whatever they are, a kidney dish. Yeah, Use a kidney that. dish and just pee in it. <laughs> How many episodes, Marsha? I watched five. Please I gave it going. like a really good run. Oh, I'll keep going, Marsh. Please that keep is going. Quite a good run, but but do I just, keep I... going. The first series is the worst. There is one reason why you should keep going, and that is that... I would take your opinion on other things so much more. <laughs> so much more seriously. Yeah. And Thank the same guys. with Mad Men. I watched. I decided the other night just to because we've talked about it so much now, and it's been so many years. Mm. I downloaded episode one, and um, just watched episode one, and I see again why it's so difficult for everyone. Yeah. Everyone bangs on about how um, Walter White was the first character that really tested an audience's patience. No. And actually, that first episode of Mad Men, Don Draper Don is Draper. like. Yeah. Um, the biggest sexist asshole. Like there is, there's very little to hang on to. Oh yeah, Mad Men is the hardest one to get into. It took yeah. me about oh. six or seven, I'd say. And yet, yeah. it's just oh. the finest, classiest thing. Because when you've watched it and you go back, you you like it even more because you go. What was I worried about? This is what it's about. It is about the fact the writer is going, look at this fucking world that existed where black Mm. people, women, uh, people smoked in the thing. You know, everyone was cruel to each other. This existed. How did America get from there to where it is now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting and brilliant. And so, Marsha, if you carry on with West Wing and Mad Men, I will carry on with Utopia. That is a deal. Oh man, man! I have to say, of all the different shows that, of all the big shows I haven't watched, Mad Men's the one that appeals the most. That's going to be the one you're going to find hardest with ADD. Yeah. No. Oh, really? Well, I'm surprised that you say that about West Wing because there's so much fucking going on. It's because it's just constant dialogue dialogue and so i have to keep my mind just drifts off a lot and so i have to keep constantly like i just get worn down by constantly having to keep on top of things and when i watch tv with other people that's like that like when i watch the wire i watched it with someone else and every 20 minutes i'd hit pause and be like okay what's happening but yeah but i think you're just getting west wing wrong i think you should put it on in the background just on per on just play on because it's it's the thing with sorry yeah west wing is that they are really short bursts but the pace does begin to change with time and the characters are the most important thing. I just need some blank space. But let me talk in blank space. I want to ask you both something about Utopia. Did you not think, and I can't remember if how much this comes through in the first episode, mm-hmm. but one of the things that knocked me sideways about Utopia was how beautifully it's shot, that it's no. shot in widescreen. No, no, not <gasps> Just look like a wanky commissioned <laughs> London project. Oh, oh, Marsha, it's all oh, funny. Oh, it we is. need a Welsh it's girl. We need no. 
a synth drum, like a Mike Lee film. Oh if I was God, Christian, no, I'd be really pissed off because Irish was the only accent that wasn't represented or minority that wasn't represented. I mean, even Wales. Northern, Michael Smiley was in. He's Northern Irish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, I just thought he, it was like, it was. The, it just reminded me of Lost. I was just like, oh, it's giving me little bits. And then me, lo and behold, at the yes, end of the episode, something do happens. Do you four episodes? I did, I did five for West Wing. You have to do me yeah. four. Okay, we'll do four. We'll do four. No, we'll do, we'll I might watch a bit of Utopia. I'm intrigued. Okay. The very first scene is on YouTube. Okay, right. Matt's gonna Can be... I make a suggestion? Yes. I've had an idea. Um, because we were talking about stuff that's been cancelled and things like that, have you thought about doing a podcast entirely about shows that have been cancelled? Oh, great idea. Did anyone see Luck? No. Nope. Oh, with D- Dustin Hoffman. Oh, my God, I was so gutted that that show got cancelled. Watch my, the my first episode. Is, Christian, that this would you, be the, the whole episode. Someone goes, did anyone watch uh, Two Ducks <laughs> in a Pond? And everyone goes, nope. Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, this was a big one, and it got, it got cancelled because of, you know, animals yeah. dying, which is a horrible thing. But <laughs> if you yeah, watch horses. Horses. It was about horse racing. And if you watch the first episode, there is this shot of a um, of a, of a trainer um, taking a horse around a track. And, yeah. like, uh, Nick Nolte's watching it and uh, some of these other characters. And mm-hmm. it is mesmerising. There's this, like sort of 30 second tracking shot of this horse and I've, I've never seen anything like it and it's got this kind of swell of music it's absolutely beautiful really worth watching just the first episode great okay yeah. I'm, I'm going to give well, that a go alright then we should, do a, like, ca- we should uh, do a cancelled special the cancelled special uh, what's it, uh, 60 on the sunset strip thing that was yes. brilliant oh that oh, was, no, that that was rubbish, good rubbish. that was terrible no it wasn't it was <laughs> oh I love this it was a lot no, better than Newsroom, no, the biggest, which carried on for three series. The biggest oh, I like Newsroom as well. Yeah, but oh, that was awful. <laughs> newsroom, I like the Newsroom. Oh, come on. There's I mean, I didn't really like it, like it, but I couldn't, help my, I couldn't help myself. The scene in Newsroom where they use the Coldplay song Fix You and they're all running around the office like they're goddamn firefighters yeah. Heroically saving the day, and it's just it just sent me. I couldn't watch it. Oh, right. It okay, is I'll disgusting. Give, I'll, I'll give you that and image. It's not good. All right. This this is an interesting thing actually about Aaron Sorkin in general. Is the yeah. use of music in his TV shows is diabolically awful. Oh my yeah. god. The oh, West yeah. Wing soundtrack awful. is a war oh, crime. God right. nonsense. You're it should be tried in the Hague. Awful. <laughs> Matt Matt is just. I'm waiting for a positive view of from Matt on anything. And it's I, not <laughs> I love the West Wing, and I. I just yeah. talked. I just waxed lyrical about luck. So fuck you. <laughs> no, none of us know that luck actually exists. None of us know that. Um, Matt had some interesting points on last week's podcast, and they got cut out for various reasons. And we've reached the end of this podcast, but I do want to get Matt to give us his opinions. We've been talking about whodunits. I have been saying I don't like whodunits. They really piss me off. Uh, I've just finished Bloodline, Jamie. Absolutely loved it. Really, um, but the, the Bloodline annoyed me for the same reason as a whodunit because it does begin with a death and the question is why done it isn't it yeah and yeah. Uh, that still annoyed me i could have done without that um oh, some powerhouse performance yeah really nice really good oh, stuff unbelievable um, performance has that got carl chandler in it 
Yes. Yeah. And he's not, he's a good actor. If you've watched Friday Night Lights. Speaking of Carl Chandler, yes. Let's do a Friday Night Lights episode. Let's do that next week. Who wants to watch the first episode of Friday Night Lights? Everyone same. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I think I've watched it before, but I think I'll give it, I'll give it a go. Great, great. Yeah, give prepare it a go. Prepare yourself for the theme tune. Just Marsh, prepare yourself. Marsh is staying quiet. <laughs> I think you should watch it, Marsh. I think you should try that one. It's it might be. I, that's another one, actually, that kind of that kind of appeals to me. Yeah. Um, uh, but this... Worth is... it just so you understand the parody sketch that Amy Schumer did of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt. What were your points on the uh, that you made last week? Well, you because you're talking about the thing you don't like about whodunits is uh, that you know exactly what's going to happen from the start of it. Yeah, someone does a thing and you have to find out who it is, and then you find out, and that's yes. it. Yes. Well, I, I was saying that Seven was the best example of a whodunit because mm-hmm. finding out isn't the end of the film. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the you know the crime plays out. Uh, even up to that final moment, because you find out who does who done it thirty minutes before the end. That's true, and it and he still has to finish it off. Yeah, it's still procedural, but it's so um, the seven deadly sins side of it. The structure becomes more than just who done it. So yeah, it, I, I, yeah, I agree that quite good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's my favourite thriller that I've ever seen. And what were your other points? Um. Uh. I said that rom-coms were similar to Who Done It. Yes, and I disagreed. You know, you're, you're wrong. There's a structure we understand in rom-coms, but it's not predetermined. It doesn't. If if a rom-com was to begin with a scene of a wedding, and um, and then Jesus we don't, Christ, what is Jamie? What doing? is that? Is that you, Jamie? Oh, stop me, man! Stop me. I'm sorry, that might be me. I'm sorry. Um, I would disagree. I would say almost every rom-com, although it doesn't begin with them getting together, and I love it's a genre I love. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I love the best are the ones like definitely maybe where you actually don't know who who's going to get together at the end. But I would say like 98% of rom-coms, you know who's going to get together at the end, even though it's even if it's not explicit. Yeah. It's just very, but it's very not yes. as definite as a dead body. We're talking about general genres there, whereas a dead body who killed this body is just procedural. And, Fair enough. And that isn't... Well, the, the other two points I had were that the Friday Night Lights theme is amazing and that Captain Holt is the best character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and we've kind of already touched on those, so I feel like uh-huh. I've been... You're absolutely right. To, we need to, to do nothing. Friday Night Nights, and we need to do a special episode on theme tunes. What we need to do is what create do. a WhatsApp group between all of us, and then we can actually plan yep. these episodes... That's a good idea. ...without 15 separate email trains going on. <laughs> By the way, Jamie is never part of. Jamie, I protect you from this shit. <laughs> I protect do. you from we could, it. We could do a Facebooky thing. Is everybody on Facebook? No, fuck that. Somebody, somebody, uh, somebody, email. We got to do Deadwood as well. We got to do Deb Deadwood. I'm trying We've to persuade to. the wife to watch Deadwood, and she won't. She just says it's, it's like, it's just oh, rest and stuff. And no idea. Text no, her, Jamie. Text her. That's kind of the way I think about it as well. So that's oh, but I might give it a go. I'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what well, it looks like. Shit, it really does. Oh, I thought you'd watched it, Matt. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I think he's just no. playing to type now. Just to type. Uh, let's go.
Well done, everybody. So next week, what's next week? What should, what's we, do? Next week? What should we do? Let's do Friday Night Lights then. Can we get you back on, Christian, to do Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do Friday Night Lights next oh, week. I'm Thank you, everyone. To it. Marsha, well done. Show. You have slightly persuaded me, and I will try. Yay! And um, Matthew, Christian, well done. As usual, cheerful and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you next week. Thanks, guys.